welcome back to my physics universe. In today's podcast, I um this is my final podcast, so I want to make this one a really good podcast. And um, I just today's podcast. Um, my goal is to teach you guys something. I want you guys to listen to this podcast, and I want you to. I want you guys to have learned something new. Um, I will try to speak slow because I tend to speak fast. And um, I just have a little rant because it is 1.25 a.m. My name is Kayla Landis. I recorded this podcast um, in the car and... um, my progress did not save at all, so I have to redo this thing again, and um, hopefully I can actually kind of do a little better, kind of a little lesson, um, so I was kind of for practice, but it did make me upset because it was completely erased, and I have to do it again, so with that being said, um, I want you to grab a drink, grab a snack, get comfortable because um, we're going to be here for a while and I will try to make this 45 minutes long. That is my goal today. Um, Sadly, like I said, this is the last podcast and um, I think we should get started. So, yeah, uh, Actually, before I start, yeah, like I said, I was in the car recording the podcast, and me being the person I am, I, when I got inside my house, I decided to take off the internet, and I refreshed the page, and when you refresh the page, the podcast does not save. I, by the way, I'm testing that or not, um, I am using headphones. And sorry for the squeaks, that is my chair. So, um, also bear with me, I'm a little sick today. So, I do apologize for that. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Sorry about this little rant. Um, but I hope you guys uh, listen along. And if I miss something, um, let me know. And I will try to ask questions along the way to make sure you're present and um, just kind of keep your mind flowing. Um, and if I'm talking too fast or too slow or you just didn't grasp on anything I said at all, I will be leaving a structure for this podcast. So if you want to check that out, I will most likely leave a link somewhere um probably where I submit this and it'll just be a yeah just destruction of what I talked about overall so um let's get started so we're gonna begin by talking about optics so that's a top that's a topic I chose um I want you to ask yourself 
do you ever wonder how the human eye works? Well, I know when I was a kid, I always thought to myself, like, well, how do we see these things? Like, it was just crazy to me because, like, these little small eyes can see so much. And, you know, it's a big, um, one of our biggest, like, biggest senses, you know? Um, but today I'll be talking about lenses, um, why we use them, how do they work, and I will also be connecting the lenses with eye, with the eye. Um, I will be explaining how the eye works, and you know, because it has to do with optics. So, what are lenses, and how do they work? So there are two types of lenses. The convex lens makes a parallel light rays pass through and makes it bend inwards and meet at a spot called the focal point. So as I said, a convex lens makes a parallel light rays pass through and makes it bend inwards and meet at a spot called the focal point. So for example, convex lens are used in things like telescopes, and binoculars so keep that in mind that um just keep that in mind when you think of convex and i want you to just kind of remember these words because these words are really important um and so like i said there's two types of lenses we just talked about convex now we're going to talk about concave lens so a concave lens is the opposite of a convex lens so um, it is an outer surface curving inward so it makes a parallel light rays curve outward that was really confusing I know I'm gonna go ahead and say it again and like I said in the beginning I will be being a podcast structure, so just in case you miss anything, I did kind of write it out for you guys. Um, and you can there's also options. You can make this podcast faster, or you can play it a little slower. Pause whenever you need to. Um, take some notes. So, like I said. Um, yeah, so the other main lens is called a concave lens. Um, it's the opposite of a convex lens, so it doesn't bend um, inwards. It doesn't meet at the spot called the focal point. So, um, it is an outer surface curving inward, so it makes a parallel light rays curve outwards. The only way to remember this is by thinking of concave or thinking of the word cave. I don't know why it works. When I think of the cave, I think of, I don't know, I just, it just, something that kind of stuck with me. So that's kind of how I remembered and kind of answered my, not answer my questions, kind of like, kind of guided me through what I was learning about this. I don't know why. Like, I can always remember these little things. Um, help me like in school um i'm so tired but 
So these concave lens, um, they are used in things like TV projectors to make light rays spread out in the distance. So I know as kids, um, you have seen those TV projectors. I remember in elementary school, um, we would always use TV projectors and then we would have the smartboards yet. And um, I remember thinking it was so cool how it would just kind of like expand on the wall. That's, you know, what a TV projector is, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this again, so you don't forget that the context, just think about a telescope and what a binocular does, and think about what a TV projector does, think about the differences between these two. Um, so, I'm also gonna talk about the next topic, sorry. Um, oh yeah, sorry. I meant to add this. So sorry. A lens is a piece of transparent material, usually circular in shape to polish surfaces. So either or both, of which is curved, it may be either con- convex or concave. I don't know if that made any sense. I really hope it did. Um, okay, so next thing is why do we use lenses? So I I don't really think about that. I never thought about that. Like why we use them but um so lenses are used to focus light because focusing light is important for example um the most common lens that we see is people's glasses uh you know you have seen people with different prescriptions for their eyes and you know that is because there's a small part in their eye that isn't shaped quite right and when that happens, light doesn't focus clearly, and that makes the vision blurry and harder to see things. So, um, just to kind of give it a story, a story kind of something personal that kind of ties to me about how I kind of know this is because my little sister was very young when she got her glasses, and I remember. I was like, why, why does she get glasses? Like, um, like she doesn't watch TV. She doesn't turn her phone. She doesn't do anything. Like, why does she have bad vision at such a young age? And in my family, we don't really have vision problems. You know, thank God, I don't drink anything. But um, I haven't had an issue with my vision. Neither have my parents. Um, any of my siblings, just my little sister. So I just remember we took her to the eye doctor and the eye doctor, you know, did their eye exams and everything. And then they determined that there was like a weak muscle, something weak in her eye. It was her left eye. And that's what was causing her blurriness. And it was hard for my sister to see 
up close but not far away so there's some people that have problems with like seeing from a distance like they can't read you know uh, the signs on the roads like anything they can't read like those the board because they're sitting in the back of the class we, we've all known those kids um but my sister couldn't see like up close sometimes like that was kind of her issue her left eye was very weak and her right eye was pretty good but so what they did is they just gave her glasses to kind of strengthen her eyes and um later on like she doesn't really need them she uses them like once in a while um and also vision can kind of deal with genetics so like your lenses and stuff i know that but i tied into glasses i don't want to keep this too long um you know we've all seen um those people who have um those like we i've seen those people i think like i said what the heck because they would have very like magnified glasses like i could their eyes would just look so huge and i'd be like what the and that was because it was just the way that the lens was designed for them to see clearly and i never realized that i was kind of person i was so dumb um i didn't know and I've met people who have different prescriptions for like the left eye and the right eye and their glasses. And that's what's so amazing about technology nowadays is that it has advanced so much that, you know, we have created different lenses for like each eye and we're able to determine like what I can't see, where what I can just like we have contacts people use a lot of contacts um that's pretty cool i know my friend has um she her left eye too um i think she has a different prescription she's really bad vision in her left eye compared to her right vision um but yeah just think about that like it's pretty interesting how glasses are you know created and it's all about you know optics so speaking of glasses I like I mentioned we are going to talk about how the eye works so I know this is going to be a little bit difficult to explain um I'm a I'm not a verbal learner I'm a more visual learner you could say like hands-on just visual I have to see things in order for me to kind of um, process it so I'm gonna just let you know ahead of time that you can search up like a diagram of the eye you can search up how it works and um, you kind of follow along with the words that I'm saying and you'll be able to kind of just have a little overview on like what I'm talking about and what I mentioned, what each part of the eye kind of does and how it works together. 
um, so how does the eye work? Hmm. Well, to begin, um, light waves enter through the cornea. I hope I'm saying that right. I hate mispronouncing words. I, I hate like just knowing that. But so that is the clear front window of the eye. Um, so that part of the eye, it bends the light rays so that it can pass through the pupil, which enters the eye, which light enters the eye. So the pupil is a clear gel-like substance that fills the back of the eye and supports the retina. I hope I pronounced that right as well. Um, you know, I did my research to my best. So, eyes dilate depending on how much light is entering the eyes, right? Just like when you go to a doctor and, you know, you check your eyes with a flashlight, you know, that's kind of to determine to see whether or not, you know, your eyes are reacting to it, I guess. Um, you know, your eyes can say a lot about a person. Not a person, oh my god. It just, it can help, like, a medical doctor, nurse, physician, whatever, just determine so much about your health, too. Um, I know this one lady, um, I think one of her eyes was very dilated and you know you can't feel it so I remember the doctor had like looked at her and he like knew something was wrong with her health I think it was I don't want to say tumor it was something pretty major and um he was just able to determine that from just the people how it was reacting maybe she had a tumor because there was some nerve that wasn't it was just, it was really interesting. Um, thank God we have people who study these type of things because we would be so lost without them. And it takes a lot to to do these type of things. It's a lot of trial and error. So, you know, round of applause to them. But um, just like when someone's drunk, you know, I think their eyes get dilated. I'm not sure, but. Uh, just okay so I'm getting a little off track now so I talked about the people being that clear gel like substance and all that was the people um okay so after you know the eyes dilate depending on how much light is entering the eyes but that's the iris that's called the iris and after light passes through the iris the light rays go through the eyes crystal crystalline crystalline lens don't know how to pronounce that i tried but it works by shortening and lengthening its width in order to focus light rays properly so i'm gonna kind of say that again um i know that was really confusing and i want you to understand this part because i will also be kind of tying this into something different that has to involve two things 
in order for the eye to see, I mean, one thing. Um, so, like I said, light rays enter the cornea, and it bends the light rays so it can pass through the pupil, which enters the eye. Um, the pupil, like, supports um, the retina, and the iris is what depends, is, yeah, what depends on how much light is entering the eyes. So after the light enters through the cornea, it bends um, through the pupil, it, you know, heads on over to the iris, and after it passes the iris, the light rays go through the eye's crystalline lens. And this works by shortening and lengthening its width in order to focus light rays properly. This is why I'm talking about the eyes and not glasses. This is why, like, we know that there's some things wrong with people's visions because one of these things may not be functioning well or there might be a damaged um, nerve. And I will be talking more about that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you can, you know, pull up a, a diagram of the eye and you can pause this, replay a little bit if I'm talking too fast or too slow speed it up or slow it down and so how does the next question is how does the brain use the eye you may be thinking the brain is in the eye like what it's true the brain does we use the eye the brain uses the eye so according to my research um a lot of college students have researched in 2017 they analyzed how neurons 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 in a critical part of the brain um, are called, you know, to be responsive. Well, it's used, sorry, I'm so sorry. It's used for better understanding of vision processing. So, um, I'm sorry, I just yawned. Um, our visual perception starts in the eye with the light and dark pixels the signals are sent to the back of the brain to an area called v1 where they transform to correspond to edges on the visual scene so i'm gonna say it again our visual perception starts within the eye it is the light and dark pixels the signals are sent to the back of the brain to an area called v1 where they are transformed to correspond to edges in the visual scene. So, you know, somehow all of that, as a result of this, um, there are several subsequent transformations, and this is how we're able to um, recognize faces, part, and other objects, and whether they are moving. And, um, So how this precisely happens is how this like recognition happens is still a mystery and part of neuro yeah neur- neurons that encode objects respond in complicated ways. So that's why it's a mystery. It's just very complicated, like I said. Um, but so I just want to say um, before I move on. So. 
so I just want to say a little fun fact about um, a visual perception and just kind of about the brain. So um, when I was doing research, I came across this little like I came across this article that also mentioned things about our dreams, and this might be creepy to someone on the view, but I found it fascinating that you may think. I know you have those dreams where you see people that you've never seen before, but in reality, you have seen them before. Your brain cannot make up people's faces. You know, our brain, like when we see things, it just sends signals to our brain, it like fires stuff in our brain. So when you see those random people in your dream, you have seen them in person before. But the reason you don't remember them is because you see hundreds and thousands of different faces every single day. So obviously you're not able to recognize them. Um, just like in your dreams, you, you know, you can like see people pretty vividly. Like you can't, you're not making up how they look. Like you know it's them in your dream because you've seen them and your brain uses that to recognize. You know, it just has to do with recognition, I guess. That sounds so dumb. But um, I'm going to go ahead and move on. So speaking of, you know, that's a mystery, whatever, the complicated ways of the human eye, um, we can see three primary colors. Um, so the three primary colors that we can see are red, green, and blue. This is due to our... Uh, to us having three different kinds of cones sent to the cone cells. We have red cones, green cones, and blue cones. And so there's this thing called an RCG. And if it's a neural, the something, a neurological cell that connects to the cones. So they are mainly located in the retina. This is why we can see objects precisely in detail in full color and in full color so the the way the brain uh the way just the eye and the brain works together is just so cool um but yeah we're like you said we only see three colors three primary colors red blue and green and those people that are colorblinded i didn't really do my research about that but i know that I think they can't see that green or something. I'm not sure. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just take a sip of my water. Sorry, I'm so sick. And I'm just tired, but I hope you're at least getting some information. Um, I just, I just hope that. So, Let's move on. Um, okay. So, I'm going to talk about this one guy. And you're going to be like, who the heck? I've never heard of that name before. I didn't either until recently, until I was doing my research. But I came across James Clerk Maxwell. So, to give a little background information on James Clerk Maxwell... 
He was a Scottish mathematician. Mathematician, I don't know how to say it. And physicist. He was a very great kid, um, according to my research when I was reading. Um, when he was 14, he published his first scientific paper and he generalized series of oval curves. Um, he was just, he was very smart, let me just say that, and he was, and he just worked very hard, um, but, so, I'm sorry, okay, so in his life, sorry, I came a little lost, in his life, um, he went through a lot of, like, hardships, he lost his mother at a very young age to abdominal cancer, Obviously, that, you know, kind of puts an effect on somebody. And later on, I found out that his father died as well. A little later on. And according to what I was reading, um, according to my sources, he was very close with his father. So I just feel so sad because we will find out how intelligent he was and how much knowledge this guy had about just this world physics and math and everything he was a very smart guy and you know I just can't imagine losing both my parents and being able to keep that going that's good for him you know he kept he kept strong and he probably just wanted to make his parents proud which is really nice but it's just, wow. I was very, like, I was very, like, I don't know. I just felt bad, but I was, like, good for him. You know, he did this. Um, and he's very important, too, so. Okay, so, after, you know, losing his parents, um, when he was 16, he entered the University of Edinburgh. He then published two more scientific papers. Um, I know he was created theories, and um, he was, I think he won that second Wrangler, and then in first for the Smith Prizeman. Um, you know, later, um, in his career, he, this is where I was going to tie into, like, the light and everything, he wanted to measure the ratio of electromagnetic and electrostatic units of electricity and um, confirmed that it was in satisfactory agreement with the velocity of light as predicted by his theory. Like I said, he created many theories. Um, very smart man. Uh, I think I'm missing something. But, oh my god, okay. So, I was just thinking, and I forgot to mention, before we keep on moving on about Maxwell, um, I want to mention about the eye. I just learned about that. So, 
the eye has an optic nerve, right? And if that optic nerve, that, that, okay, let me just say that that optic nerve is very essential for, you know, your vision, obviously. Any damage of the optic nerve will, um, you will deal with the, you know, you'll deal with just trouble on seeing things, you know. Um, so, yeah. You will accelerate the precise transmission um, of visual information between the retina and the brain directly and directly leading to vision distortion or vision loss. Um, clearly, you know, when you mess up a nerve and stuff, it's kind of hard. Like, uh, you deal with those things. Um, my dad just, just like even a little nerve on his back and stuff, it really just it causes damage and um, that's why it's good to take care of your eyes. I would say wear sunglasses if anything to protect your eyes from UV rays. Very strong rays. That's why it's always good to wear sunscreen as well to protect your skin um, because your skin is one of like, also one of the biggest organs in your body, most important organs in your body. So um, that's something you have to think with the, the optic, but. I just wanted to add that in there because this is a learning. Oh my god, sorry. This is a learning podcast that I'm just going to teach today. Um. Okay. So let me continue this. So okay. So Mr. Maxwell. James Clerk Maxwell, that very intelligent guy, he came up with some equations, and his equations were used to determine different things in this, you know, science world. So I'm gonna talk about his equations and um, what what they were used for. I can't really find a lot on it. Um, I would just suggest kind of searching up the equations because you can find them and. I will be citing my resources, and um, one of my resources will clearly be the Maxwell's equations, so you can take a look at that and maybe try it out for yourself. So, I sorry if I mispronounce his words, I will try, I'm trying my best. Um, so, you know, he was Scottish, so I don't know. So this guy, Gaseous law? Gas law? I can't even say it. Gaseous law? Gaseous law. I don't know. This law indicates how the electric field behaves around electrical charges. Um, the Gaussian law for magnetic fields is the second equation, and it is used to determine if the diver- divergence, oh my god, divergence of the magnetic flux density is zero. So the third equation is Faraday's Faraday's law of induction. And this law shows that a changing magnetic field within a loop gives rise to an induced current, um, which is due to a force or voltage within that circuit. Um, kind of speaking about these equations, I don't really think it's that I think it's just good to know what I'm saying that he did come up with these equations and it's kind of good if you want to try it out for yourself. Um, 
I wouldn't say it's necessarily something you need to know. I mean, it is, but it's it's really good to know about the lenses and how the eye works, so that as well. But um, the last law is Ampere's law. Ampere's law. Um, it is used to find the magnitude of magnetic fields around a wire. So I know, I, I believe it was this one that had, well, multiple of these equations had just more, more than one equation. Um, and then this one's kind of like, kind of confused to talk about this, but, um, you know, I would just say, listen to this and if you're still confused and you, you want to learn more about this I will be citing my resources so make sure you check that out because that'll be helping you and you can pause you play whatever uh, so I'm just going to kind of just review this again a little bit not the whole thing I'm just going to kind of quickly go over before I end this podcast um so there are two types of lenses. There is the convex lens and the concave lens. And just remember convex lens, they're using things like telescopes and binoculars. And then a concave lens is used in things like TV projectors to make light rays spread out in the distance, not in like telescopes or anything, spread out. Um, I would say please memorize that because these lenses are important um just a good thing to know so and then why we use them you know we we use it to focus light focusing on light is important and um we also read the eye and how it works and like i said plenty of times to look at a diagram just look at a diagram and it'll kind of give you a better understanding of what i was talking about and then how the brain uses the eye and recognition, our visual perception, um, the optic nerve. And then we also talked about Maxwell and uh, his theory and what he kind of kind of wanted to study, kind of looked into about, uh, he did way more, but this is just what I found to something that had to do in connection with optics and his equations as well. Um, you can also look at those as well. I didn't write the equations out because I couldn't, but um, they're definitely online. You can always look at them. And before I end this podcast, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Um, I'm so sorry my energy was probably so bad in this one. Um, the first one was so great, but I had to redo it because I was in the car, filming my podcast by myself. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to say thank you for listening, and I hope that you learned something from this podcast. And um, this makes me sad because this is the final one. And I, even though I procrastinated with my podcast, um, I looked at the 
my podcast and I saw that they were played actually not just by one person but by like more than one person so hopefully they learned something from my podcast as well and this is the last podcast I just want to say thank you to Mr. Hare um he's a great teacher I actually did learn in his class and I did slack off that is my fault that is not his um but I hope that everyone learned something from this and I know everyone in the class had to do this as well so it was really hard but I actually did enjoy doing this podcast a lot I do enjoy talking about like the eyes so interesting and fascinating um but I just think that this has just really really like I don't it actually helped me this podcast helped me like learn more about optics actually because I remember when I learned about this in class I actually just I didn't pay enough attention to get all this information but you know I did this time but it's just been a rough year but just thank you again for staying tuned and watching this whole thing hopefully you didn't fall asleep by now and I only have like four more minutes to talk so I just want to spend the last few minutes um I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think of any missing information that I missed. Because I would hate that. Uh, I feel like I did. Hmm. Well, anyways, you can search up more interesting facts about you didn't believe me about the dream thing. Please look into that because I... I know there was way more to it. I just didn't, like, really, really look into it. Because um, it wasn't that important. Uh, about the eye, like, how the eye works. But, um, just remember, Convex, Cloud Cave. Think about those binoculars. You know, quiz yourself, test yourself. Um, there's a lot of things online, like, you know, there's amazing things. I was, I saw some amazing websites that, um, really explained it well for me, and I was able to really learn from this as well, and, um, yeah, my cell phone's better than I, but I hope everyone enjoyed my podcast, um, for anyone who's listening to this and is going to do this as well, my advice to you is to actually do your research and spend time on doing things like this because it can help you in the future. And there is people who listen to podcasts that this helps them and relieves their stress. So, you know, help someone out there who needs that help. And spreading knowledge is good. So I hope you learned something. Like I said, Um, Thank you, Mr. Hare, again, and 
my god. So, when I mentioned my sources, um, I think I might add an extra one in there. Um, this is just going to talk about how lenses are kind of made about the glasses, in case any of you guys are fascinated to know about that. Um, because it is pretty interesting on how glasses are actually made and constructed for, you know, an individual's eyes. Um, I will leave that, that link down below. And um, just remember... Just remember um, that you don't have to really, like, pay attention a lot to Maxwell's equations. I just kind of wanted to give a little brief description about it. So if anyone is using this for, like, a test or anything, just really don't focus on that. I would just say to really look into the, the lenses and how they work and the eye. Really interesting, but I'm sorry for keep on talking. For me, keep keeping on talking. I'm so tired at this point. I just want to go to bed. But thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a great year. And bye.